Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm Laura Murray. You know what, Carrie? I'm going to be really honest with you. Tuesdays have been really hard for me lately, so if we can get through this podcast, it might very well be a miracle. It's going to be a blessing. Yeah, we just got done with the show. I couldn't talk. What happened? Something happened with you. Um, I wanted to be you. I was reading Carrie's <laughs> lines on the show, and then when it was my turn, I wasn't reading mine. So let's hope we can we can make it through this. We promise it'll be good. This is going to be way better. <laughs> it's going to be way better. Okay, so I don't know if anyone has seen this trend. So there's a lot of trends that happen on TikTok, right? Yeah. Have you seen this one? And just the name of it gives me like the heebie-jeebies. So it's called Bed Rotting. Ew. Is this something like really gross? Because sometimes I see trends on TikTok and I think to myself, why? Why are... Why are we doing this? Why is this a thing? Well, I thought the same thing. So the name is actually a lot more gross than what it is. So oh, let okay. me explain what it is. So it's Jenny, Gen Z, Jenny. <laughs> See, we told you people. <laughs> this is going to be tight. rough. <laughs> Gen Z's newest self-care trend explained. So bed rotting. It's a new trend sweeping TikTok involving staying in bed for extended periods of time. So not to sleep. So you're not like staying in your bed to sleep. This is to do passive activities. This is to like binge shows. This is to uh -huh. um, talk on the phone, scroll social media. Um, experts agree that it's important to indulge in self-care. This is what they're saying about it, to manage stress and boost energy. Self-care is so important for one's physical and mental health, but lounging in bed all day, is it the healthiest way to give yourself some TLC? So the, these are what the experts are saying are the downsides to this. Yeah. Um, this trend has faced criticism from the wellness community as well as doctors, especially for people dealing with depression or anxiety. It can worsen overall health um, by increasing the risk of obesity and cardiovascular disease. Once again, we are not doctors. This is what a psychiatrist right, is right, saying. Right, right. But um, influencers see it as a form of self-care, but experts are basically saying it's typical of someone who maybe can be depressed, and by labeling it, people with depressive symptoms may be finding solace by connecting with others experiencing it at the same time. They said being bedridden in a dark room for extensive periods of time could trigger feelings of loneliness and anxiety, interfere with sleep, cause deconditioning, lead to weight gain, and increase risk of blood clots. This is what the experts are saying. What do you think? Ugh. I have many thoughts. Um, one, I think, obviously, self-care is very important. Mm -hmm. I think, but there is a line with self-care when you, if you are hurting yourself or someone else, you need to be careful. You can't just do everything in the name of self-care. And I, I'm not an expert by any means, but I also know, as someone, I'm very honest about this. We've talked about it um, in many different podcast episodes, as someone who has anxiety, and if my anxiety kind of spirals out of control, I go into depressive states, um, doing something like this would amp that up. Oh, it would make and it worse for me too. That is for me personally. And I also know my bedroom has to be a place of like solace. So if I'm in there and I'm using my bedroom, you know, as a place to, that's where I scroll on my phone, that's where I'm watching TV, it's not a place where I sleep. And I know lots of people who have a hard time sleeping. I've heard experts say that your bedroom should just be for that period. Mm -hmm. um, I read that that's not Alora saying that. I read that by some psychiatrist. So I can see a lot of issues with this. I can see young kids being like, well, it's self-care. And it's kind of like, well, where's, where's the line? Are you taking care? Because if you're scrolling on social media all day, that's... That's going to be a problem. That would mess with my mind personally. I mean, I can't tell other people what to do, and I shouldn't do that. 
But for me personally, it would mess with me mentally so badly. Have I binge watched shows? Absolutely Mm -hmm. I have. Who hasn't? But if this becomes a habit or a trend in your life, I don't know. That's exactly what you just mentioned, a habit. That's exactly what this um, psychologist said too. Um, In small doses, she said, it can calm the body and help ease stress and exhaustion, especially for people working long hours in a physically or mentally demanding role, as long as it doesn't become a habit. My personal opinion is Listen to your body. Listen to your own mental health mm-hmm. and what's best for you. I know if I did this, I know I'm not going to feel great. I know yeah. maybe if I laid down for an hour and I just needed to chill, if I had a bad day or something happened and I needed like an hour just to relax, that may be good for me. But like an extended all day, unless you're sick, maybe yeah. if you're sick, I could see if you're just like, I oh, can't yeah. even get out of bed. But. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, and I'm... I should backtrack. Um, I talked about this. My current obsession is I've been reading lots of Sarah J. Mass books lately, um, and I will sit in my bed and just dive into them. And sometimes I'll look over and I'm like, oh, it's been a couple hours. I've been reading for a really long time. Um, and how do you feel after that? I'm just interested. Are you relaxed? Are you energized? Are you calm? I'm actually pretty calm, but I think it's different because my brain is actually doing something. You're reading. You're not I'm reading. like on social media. Yeah. yeah. Which I have. I mean, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. If you start that mindless scroll, mm-hmm. you're, you are literally like an hour plus later, like what have I been doing? Yeah. It's a time suck right like you just get sucked into like a black hole of oh it's six hours later and I've been scrolling and you don't feel good yeah I've never one time felt good after scrolling for a long period of time on social media not one time I've always been shocked with myself (laughs) like what (laughs) what have I been doing and I will say there is something about um being in bed like cozy watching a movie um and like oh this is so much fun but if you spend every single day watching five movies a day I think for me personally again this is me personally everyone is different for me personally my mental health would be horrific yeah I don't think it would be great for me either I think about and and I I do suffer from depression and I think yes does my mind and my body want to do that sometimes sure like I just want to close the door forget the it's world easy. it's easy to do but I have to force myself like nope you got to get up because at the end of the day, if I spend eight hours just scrolling and binging and doing all this, I'm not going to feel great. So I think basically the the lesson here is like, listen to your own body, listen to your own mental health, do what's best for you. We read what the experts are saying from the benefits to mm-hmm. the downsides of it. And that yeah. is the trend. There you Bed go. Well, rotting. <laughs> Bed rotting. I just hate that name. I See, just think it's the worst. when you say that to me, I imagine <laughs> lots of pumpkins rotting in someone's bedroom. That's a very um, interesting visual, but that's what I saw. Yeah. So, anyway. Not moving, for me. <laughs> moving on from that trend. Well, maybe this trend, for those of you out there, is or isn't for you. So, AI influencers are making millions. I saw this the other day. So in this article, there have been a couple of influencers that a lot of people thought they were real people. And then it came out and it was said, no, these are not real people. They are AI. Um, but they are making, um, this article that I read, this is from England. So I don't know how this tramp, like this translates. They can rake in as much as 8,000 pounds per post, these fake people. 
Oh my gosh. So the AI, all of it, the world of virtual influencers is what they're calling it, is already estimated to be worth about 3.5 billion pounds. And it is projected to grow by 26% in 2025. And these profiles are so realistic that so many people are actually convinced they were humans. And you have so much Photoshop now and you have so many oh, yeah. apps and, you know, filters that sometimes you can, I could see that too. So these people who are creating these influencers are, are the ones making money because obviously these influencers are fake. Um, one of the creators says this about it and tell me what you think, Carrie. Um, the reason that they say these these fake influencers are so popular is because they are not confined by human limitations. They can be in multiple places at once, speak any language, perform incredible feats, and can even undergo a total redesign. This offers boundless creative potential for brand storytelling, marketing, and audience engagement. And like I said, that is, um, uh, that is from a founder of a global influencer marketing um, company. And that is what he said. So it gives um, a high level of control with messaging. So uh, some people are saying it's, it, this is just the new thing. It will, it will die. It will fade. Um, some people are really scared. Some people are like, some influencers are thinking is, is my job being lost? And some people are thinking, well, is my sanity being lost? Yeah. What do you think, Carrie? It's Yay, nay? Absolute nay. It scares me so much because not only are you hearing about it in the influencer world, but you're hearing about it in other jobs and things that these things are going to take over. Um, I'm really nervous for my daughter mm-hmm. who is six and what she's going to grow up, the world she's going to grow up in for many reasons. I just like get anxiety about it, but especially in this, because it's not human. No. Right. So you have, okay. So let's talk about maybe with Instagram and all these social media sites and influencers. So this, this thing that you're creating is not human. So it's, you have these levels of expectations that are not attainable because it's not a human being and it's not a real body. So it's even worse when we try to fight that battle every day with real human beings and body image and you just comparing yourself to these basically fake dolls, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's, it's just the whole thing just freaks me out. I think it's so scary. I hope it doesn't become a thing. So I, I get so worried. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I follow a couple of accounts because, I mean, I hope I'm not the only one out there. I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this. I have to follow a couple of accounts that kind of show how certain maybe magazines or something shoot their models and edit them. Mm-hmm. So these accounts are basically like what you're seeing in a lot of these places are fake. This is how they do it. You cannot expect yourself to look this way and that way um, because how you are right now is good enough and this is fake. This is fake. This is not real. So I feel like in the past five years, um, so many so many influencers, content creators, whatever you want to call them because they were bloggers, then influencers, now they're content creators, <laughs> um, have tried to be relatable have tried to be like, hey, you're like me. We all, no matter what you look like, like this is amazing. And that's true because we're all different and that's what makes us all so amazing. And now we have these, like you said, these fake dolls that are essentially like, well, this is the perfect body. This is how many languages you need to speak. This is what you need to have, this. And then companies are like, yeah, we want that, not these real people. 
who deal with daily things, who deal with daily struggles, who maybe aren't perfect, who, you know, and I just, I feel like we're taking a step back from totally feeling comfortable and showing our real selves. And that's what's dangerous to me is, I mean, some people are like, oh, robots are going to take over the world. And I'm really nice to my Siri, just in case that happens. I always say thank you. <laughs> but haven't we seen enough movies yeah. to see how this turns out? It's just, to me, it's not even that. It's just very much, it breaks my heart that people, who people are, it, it's basically saying, you're not enough, we need a robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just don't think that's true. Because I, like I said, I think one of the most amazing things about this world is how different we all are. From the way we look to what we believe, everything in between, we're all so different, and that's so amazing. And by creating these things, I feel like we're taking that away. Yeah, and it's it's in every industry. I think they're talking about like if you're in sales, if you're a cashier, if you're uh, that it's gonna maybe just be everywhere. So I I hope that somehow this ends. <laughs> I just I don't know how, but I'm par- I will I will help. What do I, what can I do? What I can we do? Just it I have people that I don't know really well that will come up and talk to me about this show and I have I went to an event the other day um that my husband sang at and I had two people at the event be like, "So talk to me about AHA." Oh. Like is that affecting your job? Oh. And I, I mean, you never know. I was like, "Well, <laughs> you can see me. I exist." <laughs> We're human. <laughs> I'm definitely flawed. I mean, I came in with stains on my dress today. I had to still one of Brooke's dresses. She's not here. I did ask. I mean, I've skipped words today. You can very much tell. We can do hard things, people. <laughs> we can do hard things. Okay, so moving on. Um, maybe we need a little more confidence right now after talking about all that. What do you think? I mean, I, I can take any of that that I can get. How do you find confidence? Let me talk about maybe first. Um, so Mel Robbins is someone I listen to. She's, oh, she's so great. She is so inspirational. She says this. She says, confidence isn't the absence of self-doubt. It's being willing to try even though you doubt yourself. Confidence is how you grow one small courageous move at a time. Just little things at a time. So how do you find confidence? And what do you think the definition is for you? That's such that such a heavy question. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. Jeez Louise. It's fine. We're flawed. See, we're human. (laughs) We are not AI. (laughs) I'm just, I'm sure AI cries, but when someone tells them to, um, but I had a really hard time with confidence growing up. I look back to junior high and you could not pay me enough to relive some of those years just because of what was going on in my head. I didn't know I had anxiety Um, just different things. And so I always thought that confidence was that, that I was never, that I, what you said, I I always thought confidence was you never doubted yourself. You always, you know, thought the highest praise of yourself, which is important. Um, But as I got older, I realized that confidence was almost being okay with yourself in your imperfect moments. Realizing that you're not perfect realizing that you're going to make mistakes, but being okay with that and being okay with who you are while still working to be better. Mm, that's good. Um, and it has taken me years and years because I, I will be completely honest, my confidence, I have, it has been a struggle most of my life. Um, whether it comes to my talents, 
my looks, different things. And I know a lot of that comes from my anxiety, but I had a really hard time, a really, really hard time. And, you know, through some therapy and some, I have a great, great support system. I finally came to that conclusion on how I define it. Um, and some days are really hard. Some, some days that confidence is at like a, like if you turn a knob, it's like at zero. Um, but for me, it's about just keeping that definition in my head. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. It's I mean, really, that's really powerful. I um, mean, for you, care. I mean, sometimes I, I remember when I started working, I, first of all, you were the nicest human to me in the world. It was nice to have a friend that wanted to see me succeed. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. But you carry yourself like the most confident person I know. So I don't know. I want to know how you do it. <laughs> well, it's a lot of faking it. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Because I, I kind of, with you, I grew up really struggling with my confidence. Um, I was bullied mm-hmm. a lot. Who? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go get I was like, them right now. My friends call it, I am a very happy and bubbly person, but if someone hurts someone I love or there is a bully, I go hawk Laura. That's what I love about you. You're, you're super loyal. Um, I was definitely bullied a lot. Um, and that, it, it's, it's crazy because I started just as I was telling everyone that to get emotional talking about it because it affects you for a long time. And so I, over the years, I think, well, I, I not I think I know I've struggled with confidence and the last like few years I've I've been able to I think through my daughter Mm -hmm. and trying to be an example for her I've come up with what it feels like confidence is for me and it's really hard to like if you're walking into a room and speaking in front of people or doing something hard Mm -hmm. to just go I'm gonna get the confidence and I'm just gonna go and I'm just gonna do it right right like sometimes impossible and so what I do is I try to have courage first and I think after that, that builds into confidence. So I mm-hmm. think just have the courage to try, mm-hmm. just take that step. And then eventually those little steps like Mel Robbins talks about, mm-hmm. one small courageous step at a time turns into confidence. So I think it's almost like just having that courage, like, okay, I'm just going to be brave here mm-hmm. and have a moment. And I have them all of the time still as a grown woman. And I just think you... If you're just kind to yourself and know that everybody, everybody struggles, most, most people. Yeah. And uh, everybody does. I mean, AI influencers don't, but they are <laughs> <Right>. not people. <laughs> <laughs> they are not human beings. Like we are flawed and I'll take me over an AI any day. <laughs> I would too. And I, I think I love what you said, Carrie. Love, love, love it. Especially because there's that famous quote where courage is not the absence of fear. So you can still be scared but be brave to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's this one, uh, one more quote I found from Mel Robbins, which is good. She says, confidence is a skill that you practice. It's a willingness to try when you're full of doubt. Confidence is the habit of pushing past your fears, your procrastination, your perfectionism, your excuses. I thought that was so good. Just push that. past it. And, but, and if it's for me, it's so hard to just immediately like, Oh, I'm going to have the confidence to do this. It's, it's really hard. So I just, try to be courageous first. Yeah. Just try to have a little bit of courage first. I love it. I love it. And I, I mean, as Brene Brown says, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm working on being a, a good enoughist because perfection, like perfection, striving for that is why my confidence was so low. But we, I love that. Love that. Well, speaking of things that we love, 
We do this on every single podcast. We talk about what our latest obsession is, what we are loving, what we're obsessed with. As I just said, now I've said the word obsessed seven (laughs) times. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Carrie, (laughs) what are you obsessed with right now? Well, we, I try to think of this to try to be fresh and new every week. And I talked about the zombie movie thing. I'm still doing that. I'm still on that kick. I love that. The best part about that podcast was that Carrie imitated a zombie sound. <laughs> and if you all missed that, you got to go back. It's, it's, it's human. It's me being human <laughs> and, and impersonating a zombie. But I, right now, am really obsessed with spicy food. I can't get enough. And it's so funny because my daughter, who is six, also loves spicy food. I would have never in my life when I was a kid, like, loved <laughs> spicy food. She stole, so we've been eating these uh, sun chips that I talked about once that are these uh, chili yeah. lime. And she stole the bag and ran away with it. Like, she's also obsessing. So in our family, we're obsessing with anything spicy, chips, tacos, dips. Give me all of it. I'm loving it. I feel like that's a very summer thing. Yeah. Totally. I don't know why I think that. Because the weather is spicy, so your taste buds are spicy. <laughs> Sure. Why not? That's no. We're going to go with no. That's not a thing. (laughs) The sun is spicy. Your salsa should be spicy. If the sun is spicy, so's your salsa. (laughs) All right. We're going to move on. (laughs) What are you obsessed with? (laughs) Honestly, lately, I have been so obsessed with going back to movie theaters. Because I feel like. After COVID, movie theaters were just not a thing. Like we didn't do that anymore. I was so worried about them. Yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't streaming, then you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And I have seen several movies this summer, and being in the movie theaters, like again, because even after um, things started reopening, movie theaters were so slow. It was like a ghost town. Um, and I have loved this summer going back, seeing different movies going in, smelling the popcorn, seeing the previews. I don't know. Sometimes when I watch the previews, they're so long, I forget what I'm there to see. And I'm like, wait, what am I here for? (laughs) Involved in the previews. I get it, though. It's like a whole nother, like I escape. It's a good escape, right, to go and just... And there's been a lot of fun movies that have come yeah. out or continue to come out and this I, summer. I've just loved it. I love it. And I remember when I was dating my husband, um, he told me, he was like sharing my favorite movies with people is almost a love language because he loves the story so much. Our and husbands are the exact same people. I feel like they are <laughs> twins. That's Nick's same thing. Are you serious? Oh my gosh. He'd like, before we were even dating, he'd give me DVDs and things and like wanted to share yeah. all of his, yes. Yeah. So yes. And that's exactly how David is. And so going to these movies together and experiencing them together, I'm like, this is well, really one of his love languages, quality time. And so doing that and just enjoying movies, which he loves so much, going like, you know, scheduling with your family and friends to go catch a movie. Um, I just, it's what I've been obsessed with lately. And I just keep thinking, I'm like, I'm so happy this is back because summertime used to be huge for movies. That's when yeah. all the Avenger movies came out, all the things. Um, it's back. So I, yeah, and the theaters are full, and I'm so I'm and so happy they survived. We love it. We love it. Well, maybe let's go to a movie with some spicy food. Is it okay. a date? Yeah, it absolutely is a date. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I love it. It's been so much fun, Alor. I love this. We made it through. We I was a little worried after we, the show today if we were going to make it through, but you know what? Through. We did it. Now we can go take a nap. All right. Okay. Well, not bed rotting. It would be no. a quick nap. Just a quick nap. We're not going to rot in our bed. No, we're not. We're not doing that. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week.
Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.